Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Let's go to the Body Works Plus guest hotline and welcome Nada. Speaking of, you know, just questionable behavior from you, Fiddy, you talked a lot on that phone line with Nada before he hopped on. And the longer you talk, as, as soon as you break away from the normal blueprint of welcoming guests, hey, you know, this is Fiddy you know, with WFNZ. Do you want to hop on and talk with my guys, Wes and Walker? Anything that breaks away from that blueprint, I get scared. So let's go to the Body Works Plus guest hotline. Welcome Nada Edwards from the Ion College Basketball Podcast, the producer of such podcasts. Was Fiddy harassing you, Nada? Was he being annoying? Is everything okay with you guys? Why would you assume that, like, he's harassing me? Maybe I was just giving him the business about Carolina not playing anybody so I, far. I should have Only seen Radford. That. Like, why, why, why would you assume that it's, like, maybe Fiddy was the victim. Maybe you should be showing Fiddy more grace here. But apparently not. <laughs> apparently you learned nothing from me, Walker. I, I, I'm ashamed of not only you but myself at this point. Go ahead and call me. Go ahead and tell me. Go ahead and tell me what I am. Uncultured savage. All right, there you go. For everybody this that man, wanted this man, again, mm-hmm. you 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 were the only one to talk yourself out of Jordans on your own birthday. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> they were Jay Balvin's too, Nada. They were the threes. They were the sunsets. Do you really want me to yell at you more? <sighs> no, I don't. I already yelled at myself in the mirror the last three mornings. It's Wesson Walker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Welcoming. I don't know how much we're welcoming, but Nada Edwards is joining us now on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. Let's continue the Carolina conversation because I, I think you texted in. We were discussing Virginia. They moved to 4-0 after a, a defensive, a hell of a defensive performance last night. We've seen them uh, continue an impressive performance to start the year. We were just talking about who would be the top three in the ACC, Nada, and you don't think North Carolina is going to be that team, at least at the beginning of the season. How how so? Why is that? And, and have you seen anything from these last couple of games? Is there enough of a sample for for you to change your mind on, oh, okay, you know what, I actually like what they're rolling out there? I, I will say this. The Radford game changed my mind a little bit. Okay. I still think Miami's better. I still think Virginia, especially being so young and being as good as they are, are going to be a force. I think Duke is automatically better. But it may, instead of a like a nice top three, it might be a fantastic four at the top. Like I do think that North Carolina is better. I, again, I did not factor Cormac Ryan being as good as he has been thus far. Harrison Ingram being who he is. Elliot Cadeau is eventually going to start. We all know that's going to happen. R.J. Davis is R.J. Davis, and Armando Baycott, flaws and all, is still one of the best big men in the country. And when college basketball, you have a big man, you have a chance to win every single game at any given point at any night. Yeah, Harrison Ingram, too. I mean, that's the guy I've been talking about all offseason long. I'm just excited to see what it looks like against D1, um, you know, Power 5, ACC competition. I'm excited to see as North Carolina continues on they have uc riverside tonight so not going to be power five but i'm excited to see what they look like as we move forward now you also texted me i think it was at acc tip-off we opened up the show Mm -hmm. with tony bennett and you look down the list it's a talented roster they don't have as many guys coming back but 
I think you and I both look at that roster and think, oh, wait, they got a ton of talent. Tony Bennett is a good coach. He gets guys that play that system so well. Man, despite not being not uh, having a ton of familiar names, it looks like this team is going to be good. And Tony Bennett tried to play it down. And you were like, man, Tony is playing this down way too much. He's trying to dodge the questions about how good his team is going to be. How good do you think Virginia is going to continue um, throughout the season after starting for now? Top two. I think it's them and it's Duke. I think this is probably, Walker, their most talented team since I want to say the title year, I, like I believe there are multiple late firsts, early seconds in this. Like Reese Beekman is probably your ACC player of the year. If it's not Kyle Filipowski at this point, I, I do believe that this talent, this team can score more. They're more athletic than they're tip, they've typically been. I think defensively they're not there, but they will get there because it's Tony Bennett and Virginia. This team, like they're going to have a couple of tests. Again, they're going to go see Houston. They're going to see a whole bunch of other teams before ACC play. But from what I've seen, and I saw them in Spectrum Center against the uh, Gators, and they look pretty good despite the fact that Tony Bennett was yelling at Corey Alexander over review. And uh, that was weird. It was so weird. What a weird story. But other other than that, like, I really, really like this team. I think they're going to be better than people think. And at some point, they're going to end up being ranked top 15, top 10, quite easily and really, really soon, if I'm really honest. How worried should we be about Wake Forest starting their season one and two after their loss to Utah last night? Incredibly worried. Um, they like I love Steve Forbes. Steve Forbes needs to start scheduling harder. There needs to be more of these games where in, in the non-con where he can make a dent because at this point, you're, you look at that non-con schedule and there's nobody of note. None of them, like Utah was their last shot at this. And if they beat Utah, they were going to get at least Houston to get to at least get a decent game where at worst you get a decent loss out of it. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're looking at the non-con and we're talking about the tournament, like there's nothing left. It's all bare bones. And that's kind of on wake and them for not really scheduling anybody really tough. At some point, you got to start scheduling somebody no matter Again, I understand Jake LaRavia left. I understand Bobby Clinton left. All these guys keep leaving, but at some point, that's not going to have to matter. You're just going to have to start scheduling people whether you like it or not. We'll talk about Duke quite a bit this season. I did want to ask you one question before we switch over and discuss some Charlotte Hornets topics. What stood out to you most so far to the start of Duke season? Caleb Foster. Because, like, early when or like early discussions, early preseason discussions I'd, I'd had with some folks, Everyone was telling Lee, like, McCain was ahead of Foster. And then Foster's come out against Michigan State, looked really, really good. Again, in the back half of Arizona, looked pretty decently. Like, if Caleb Foster is going to be this dynamic freshman off the bench, that kind of changes a whole bunch of the calculus. And more importantly, if a guy like Sean Stewart can actually be physical, not foul, and still give you decent minutes, then they finally have a center when they go up against maybe the Tennessees of the world the North Carolinas of the world that, Hey, maybe these guys can actually be competitive and they can not get out physical. And when the refs decide, decide to stop calling foul, they can still play these games because right now that's a fairly soft team. And if you can out physical them 99% of the time, you're probably going to win that game. 
That man can talk some round ball. Let's continue outside of college athletics. Let's go to the NBA. Let's discuss the Charlotte Hornets. Nada, they're off to a three and seven start. We'll get to a Miles Bridges question in just a moment. But before we get there, I did want to ask you what your thoughts on the three and seven start are. Like what stood out to you most watching the Hornets with this record? I, I feel bad judging this team without when they don't have like for most of this three and seven start, they have they've had what? Six legitimate rotation guys, max. Like we start doing the math on that. Guys keep falling off. And part of that is on Mitch for not getting another NBA quality body in there. On the other point, when you're losing five rotation guys, expectations really kind of have to go out of the window. At the same point, I just go back to what Steve Clifford said post game on Wednesday. Like at some point, the numbers do lie and you do have to be physical. And I know he was talking about a couple of dudes, Mark Williams being one of them Mm -hmm. and tail Maladone being the other, like at some point you got to get in there and you got to be effective. And there's just not enough guys that haven't been effective. And this is why you're three and seven right now with an uphill climb. And even despite that Walker, I would tell you this, like we know Steve Clifford is going to have, again, Steve Clifford's team ever was going to run six to 10 off at some point, and they're going to give give a whole lot of people a whole bunch of hope. It's just, is it going to be too late for this to matter in the regular season for that to happen, though? One of the players that the Hornets have clearly counted on coming back this season, it's Miles Bridges. They have viewed yeah. this as an answer for a lot of their problems that they experienced last year. It's been... We're going to have better injury luck, which hasn't really been the case. If it has been better, it's only because last year was so bad. And Miles Bridges returning after having missed the entire season because of a felony domestic violence arrest. Here's what I want to ask you, Nada. It's a loaded question. You just take it wherever you want. How do you feel about Miles Bridges' return and where we stand right now? I'll answer it like this. I can recognize the man as a sociopath, but at the same point, I can recognize that he has had some collectively bargained rights that allow him to come back and play. I also recognize that the Hornets did not want to be Derrick Rose. And I know you're familiar with Mm -hmm. what I mean by Derrick Rose, but for those that don't understand, Derrick Rose went from the bulls to the Knicks had a situation where there was a civil trial involving sexual assault. When Derrick Rose eventually came back and played all, everything went away. It was, deemed quote-unquote adversity there was a really really good chance that despite what we think about miles bridges that if he went somewhere else all of this would have magically disappeared except for charlotte and we would be holding and charlotte would be holding the bag while miles bridges goes off and plays for the lakers or something else and would have been a dynamic score and like how could the team have let him go so i completely understand all of that And at the same time, as complicated as it sounds, I can understand why people, if it's very distasteful to them that he's in a Hornets uniform, want to stay away and are very angry at the team. You are much more than, like, you are more than to your right to have that. I just, like, if they believe, if they think that he didn't do anything in October, then, and they have, they feel very comfortable, and that's what they've said. Right, the exact words. Go ahead and do it. Go ahead and do it. 
I just hope it doesn't and you don't end up looking foolish in February when this thing comes back up. Okay, let's end on a positive note, shall we? You talked about me talking myself out of a new pair of Jordans. Let's go nostalgia here. I know you love it so much, but maybe you'll like oh, this dear. one. What was oh, the first dear. pair of Jordans you ever received or the first one that you can remember buying yourself or were gifted as a kid wherever in your life? Give me those pair of Jordans. Sir, you were there for this. Oh, that was, the was 20, I? That was the All-Star game. That was remember when the All Star was here and I bought those infrared. Oh, you got a late start too. I didn't realize yes. that I was the only one late to the. I was not the only one late no. to the party. No, 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 no. A lot of this, like, you got to think about it. Me, you, we grew up. We'll say relatively, like, again, our parents weren't buying anything for us like that. Not so like Jordans. We have no. to. Yeah, no, no, not like Jordans. But more importantly, like, we have again, we have to make up for lost time. So that's when I again, when that, when that All Star game showed up. That's when I bought them because it was the easiest pair to get. I still have them, even though, like, I may have stepped in gray, wet paint on one of the soles. Oh, no. That's yeah. tough. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Say it ain't so, not Yeah, it hurts. It hurts. <laughs> um, it hurts you, you got, what What shoes did you get? You got, like, the Malik Monks or, or, or was the ones that he's wearing. It was like no, the, it's the Kobe's. The Kobe's. It's the Kobe yeah. Pro Trees. We have the Hornets Color Kobe's, which, again, shout out to Julian Council, who hates it whenever I wear those. Hate it. Oh, there are plenty of people it. that hate it. Yes, there were. You made a lot of Lockdown Hornets listeners real angry when you purchased those Jordans or those shoes. Oh, uh, and you know what? And guess who got the last laugh? Because have, have you seen what they go for on StockX? Oh no, I haven't. What do they go for now? You want to tell they go us? For like five hundred, six hundred. All right, you win. Not a win. Yes, exactly. He's always winning, <laughs> and he's winning by joining us. We're winning because he's on the Body Works Plus guest hotline on Wesson Walker, Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. We'll play this interview for you again um, on the website. You can go check it out, WFNZ.com. Nada, I appreciate it as always, my man. Thanks again, and Absolutely. have a great weekend. Absolutely. And don't let, again, don't take too much stuff from Wes. And more importantly, let Fiddy cook.